No lies. No distortions. Just the facts and the truth about issues that matter. Facts first with Christian Esqueda. Good evening guys and welcome to tonight's episode of Facts First. Uh, ako po si Facts First. Ako po si Christian Esguera. Friday po. Meron po tayong importanteng pag-uusapan ngayong uh, end of the work week. So two topics po tayo for tonight. The first one is about the education crisis in the Philippines. Huwag na po nating i-deny meron po tayong mabigat na problema sa ating uh, sistema ng edukasyon at uh, kakasabit lang po kamakailan ng proposed budget for 2023. And as expected the biggest chunk of the allocation, aside from, of course, debt servicing, ay yung pong para sa education sector. That is by law. Tingnan po natin, sapat ba itong pondong ito para ma-address yung iba't ibang problema sa ating education sector? Tapos sa second topic natin mamaya, pag-uusapan natin yung gumugulong na diskusyon para po amyendahan o i-repeal mismo yung ating 1987 constitution. Okay? Let's start with the first topic. We have a very special guest for tonight. And honestly, Maalam po siya definitely dito sa topic na ito dahil dito po siya nakatutok. Uh, let us welcome to Facts First. Uh, siya po si uh, Congressman Roman Romulo ng Pasig. Siya po ang uh, chairperson ng uh, Committee on Basic Education and Culture sa House of Representatives. Good evening, sir. And thank you for joining us here in Facts First. Hi. Uh, uh, good evening, Christian. And uh, sa lahat ng nanunod and all, all those watching and listening, uh, good evening to everyone. Mm-hmm. Kaya ako kayo in-invite kasi I think... Uh, you will remember this now, a few months ago. Uh, we yeah. were part of the same forum. And I thought medyo nabitin kayo, no? along with the other panelists. We were talking about basically education problems and reforms. No? So, ito, very timely pag-uusapan natin ngayon. So, simulan po natin sa issue ng, ano, uh, ng budget. Okay? So, ang proposal based dun sa sinabit na national expenditure program was 852.8 billion pesos. Alam ko masyado maaga para himayin yung detalye nito, no? Pero ano bang tingin nyo rito? Basically, are we putting our money where our mouth is when it comes to problems with education? Well, uh, as you know, no, Christian, ano, uh, every year, year in, year out, talagang uh, limited talaga ang ating budget. Based on the first committee meeting that we had, ang sa pagkaalam ko, no, uh, kasi sa 852 billion that you are uh, proje- uh, that you're mentioning here, that includes uh, DepEd, CHED, and all SUCs. Yes. So pag uh, pag hinimay park po yan, uh, pag DepEd lang ang pag-usapan natin, meaning yung K-12, I think it will go uh, a little over 600 plus uh, billion. So mm-hmm. based on uh, the first committee meeting that we had, if I remember correctly, uh, much more pang hinihingi talaga ng, ano, ng, uh, ng ating uh, uh, Department of Education. First of all, ano, I think Christian, no? but of course, hindi, hindi, uh, uh, we've not seen the actual yung paghimay na, no, yung specifics. Pero pag pinagsapan kasi yung 852 uh, billion na to, kasama mm-hmm. na dyan yung personal services. And we all Sweldo. know that, sweldo, yung Department of Budget itself has probably the biggest number of uh, people working in the Department of Education. Kasi sa teaching personnel pa lamang, I think that, that's, that should be more than 900,000 already. So yung mm-hmm. palamang sweldo pa lang sa teachers, eh, of course, meron administrative staff at tamang teaching personnel rin. So dun pa lamang makikita po natin that that should take a big chunk of the uh, probably mga, uh, if I remember correctly, mga 600 plus billion yung uh, naka-earmark for the Department of Education. Kung magkano po dun yung para sa personal services, we still have to see. Eh, kasama pa dyan, uh, Christian, ano? syempre yung mga repair, maintenance ng mga school buildings. Mm-hmm. Again, ano? 
uh, never-ending problem talaga yan eh. Yung uh, repair ng school buildings, yung bagong construction. Talagang sa totoo lang, uh, kailangan natin talaga ng uh, ibang solution din. Kasi ang Pilipin, uh, the Philippine Cities, uh, uh, we're, we're situated in, in a place where in every year talaga magkakatay ng natural calamities. And talagang we have uh, schools all over the Philippines. May tatamaan talaga kung hindi man yung eskwelahan, eh yung mga daan papunta doon sa eskwelahan. Yung repairs pa lang sa dami po natin ng eskwelahan. You can imagine uh, kung gano'ng karaming uh, magkano yung repairs na kailangan po talaga dyan. Actually, mm-hmm. ano, ano, uh, Christian, if you will uh, note, ano, we have now more than 28 million ata yung nag-register uh, this, uh, this academic calendar. Dun sa mm-hmm. more than 28 uh, million na yun, about 2 to 3 million dyan yung, yung sa private schools. Eh. I don't know the exact numbers. Sorry, no? But uh, yung, yung difference dyan, so about 25 million or 26, would be just sa dep-ed schools natin. So dyan talaga yung uh, bulk. And then, alam rin natin, Christian, ano? uh, hindi rin sapat yung number of uh, school buildings natin. Kasi kanya, uh, iba-ibang problema. Eh. In urban centers like Metro Manila, ang problema natin, buildable space. Mm. Maari, pwede magbigay ng pondo pero wala naman talagang lugar na ma- kung saan pa pwede magtayo alam rin natin under our building code may limitasyon rin yung number of floors for safety lang magkakaproblema rin doon pagdating mm. naman po sa mga uh, uh, provinces or other regions yung mas malayo mapuntahan uh, yung costing ng paggawa ng building mas, mas tumataas kasi I think may transportation cost pa sila so oh. sa totoo lang yung problema ng Kasi the, the constitution mandates two things lang naman eh. Access to quality education. So dalawa lang yung dapat natin fulfill. Access and quality. Sa access pa lamang, alam na natin na talagang, uh, with, uh, and it's no one's fault, talaga namang nagkakaproblema. It's a budgetary thing. The Philippines is located in in an area kung saan laging may natural calamities, either typhoon, may flooding, may, may uh, volcano eruption, may, may earthquake. Talagang ano eh, so recurring talaga yung cost dyan. Secondly, that's why alam naman natin sigurado na yung access talagang marami pa dapat gawin kasi even yung dating kalihim natin, si Secretary Lilin Briones, was mm. always pushing for the last mile schools, di ba? Ito yung mm-hmm. mga sinasabi niya mga paarla na uh, kailangan maabot natin kasi either uh, indigenous, people, uh, indigenous people ang mga nag-aaral doon, either masyadong remote yung lugar kaya baka hindi talaga naayos lagi or napakakonti yung, silida, yung classrooms na mahanap natin doon. So obviously if the yung kundating kalihim ng edukasyon nga ay pushing for last mile schools congress had several uh, had a couple of bills on it ibig sabihin talagang access ay uh, talagang may, may hindi 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 na resolve pa that is why quickly lang alam kong uh, you have other questions Christian but Okay lang sir okay lang oh very very fruitful to marami ako napupulot <laughs> Ang ginawa naman po natin ngayon we are really ano eh, uh, we are really pushing for for uh, technologies in our schools Pero ang difference lang, hindi naman pa pwede na lahat ng all students will immediately be given laptops. We tried that before, if you remember. Meron tayong mm. mga computer labs sa mga high school. But mm. tingnan natin nga, where is it now, di ba? So, learning from that experience, the bill that we crafted now, that we passed into the committee, what we did was what we asked the DepEd, together with the DICT and DSWD, to craft a, a roadmap on how we are able to implement uh, technologies in our schools. First, mm-hmm. it must be piloted. Secondly, kailangan i-capacitate muna ng, ng DepEd, yung teachers. 
uh, we always take a look at the students eh. Pero kailangan rin technologies to eh. Uh, mm-hmm. Kailangan may upskilling rin yung ating mga teachers. Kasi uh, kahit ako eh, uh, very behind ako. Itong ang stream yard natin, Christian, you knew I had a problem coming in just a few minutes ago, <laughs> di ba? So hindi uh-huh. talaga ako stream dito. But, uh, and I'm, hindi naman siguro ako nag-iisa dito. I'm sure there are others na kaedad ko, a little younger than me, na hirap rin sa technology. Ang bata, mas magaling. So, uh, DICT and DepEd should capacitate first the teacher. Second, the DICT should finally come up with a, a school mapping of the whole Philippines. Kung nasan malakas ang Wi-Fi, saan may satellite na, kasi we have satellites eh. Mm-hmm. Diba? Kailangan i-point out na nila saan yan para alam rin natin saan tayo magpapilot. Kasi yung Wi-Fi doon, or yung satellites, abot din naman. So we can, kasi ano rin yan eh, you have to practice that eh, capacity, you have to uh, capacity building lahat ito eh. Then, DSWD must be, uh, sinama po namin dyan, because alam natin technology, uh, uh, rife yan, uh, or, or it's possible na magkaroon dyan ng abuses eh. Pwedeng may mabully, pwedeng may ma-abuse, so kailangan set talaga ng DSWD should 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 provide guideline standards kung paano ginagamit ito ng mga guro, ng teachers natin and ng students uh, including siguro uh, uh, included here would be parents also to guide their 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 children para hindi naman sila ma-abuse, ma-bully online. So ang sinasabi nga natin, it should be roadmap to pilot it so that yung pagbaba natin ito ay kahit paano mas mas scientific, alam natin yung ginagawa natin. And then once we've got it going, exponential naman ang growth niyan Christian eh. Hindi naman yan ano, today uh, this year Sampung para next year, sampung, hindi ganun. The moment we've got the DICD, DepEd, and DSW, uh, uh, know how to, to use it, may guidelines tayo para hindi ma-abuse yung teachers, yung, yung, yung mga students sa online, then exponential yung growth niyan. Mabilis na natin magagawa yan because may capacity building, we know how to do it kasi yung upskilling naman of teachers can happen at the same time. So yun yung sinasabi ko, yung quality, alam mo, we've... We've been chasing that. And in, in fairness to Secretary Briones, she told all of us before that that's why meron siyang sulong uh, edukalidad. Parang ang point na sa amin, pag-usapan naman natin quality. Because that is the mandate of the Constitution. Hindi lang Sabi access. Niya, hindi lang access. Kung hindi natin pag-uusap, if we don't talk about quality of education, we will never get to that quality that we want. And tama mm-hmm. po yan eh. Because uh, we know, uh, in fact, to be to, to be fair to everybody talagang every administration has tried uh, its best to address quality iba-iba yung introduce natin but even pre-pandemic we took the we took the PISA exam the SEA PLM yeah. exam the TIMS exam all all of those were taken pre-pandemic and all mm-hmm. of and all the results were not that good that's yeah. why now as we move on alam natin uh, definitely face to face is uh, it may not have been, it, 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 the results may not have been there for us, but we know face-to-face is still a, a better system. So alam natin na talagang kailangan natin bumalik sa face-to-face. We have to continue the adjustments that we have to do. Kung hindi, talagang, uh, end of day, we should never give up. Eh. We, should, we, we should make sure, and and daming ideas. Eh. Ngayon lang, actually, Christian, alam mo sa committee, sa committee on Basic Education and Culture, mm-hmm. marami, uh, meron ako mga bills that are being opposed by so many people and, and we welcome that eh. because talagang kailangan ng, no one has the monopoly of all the good ideas but the, the best thing is that lahat tayo we're thinking of education we want to improve education we want to make sure that kahit pa paano uh, steps are taken towards that right direction pero ano ba yung right direction talagang may debate talaga yan may discussion talaga yan kasi walang may monopoly eh. 
Uh, mm-hmm. Ang hirap talaga rin na masabi mo, ikaw lang eksperto o sila eksperto. Well, uh, very very fluid naman talaga eh, ang education eh, because of technology. Eh. Sa pagpasa mm-hmm. ng technology talaga, na, iba eh. Iba yung speed na nangyari. So, so we have to, ano, we really have to listen to everybody, but we also have to move forward. Hindi naman uh-huh. pa pwedeng, uh, hindi tayo mag-move forward. Ano pala sir yung title ng bill na, ano ba ito, refiled yung roadmap for uh, ICT, May, for schools? Anong title ng uh, bill? Actually, there has always been uh, this bill that has always, uh, iba-ibang title siya, ano, meron public schools of the future in technology, meron okay. digital, uh, digital, digital, digitalization of education, iba-ibang title, but basically lahat sila, initially, what ang gusto nila was to provide technology to every student. When I became chairperson of the committee, I I I, I amended it, I varied it. Kasi tingin ko, uh, kahit pa paano nakita ko rin yung time na yun, uh, yung time when uh, po na, sir. computer laboratories oh, were Hinahanap being, ko kasi sa website, kaya ako tinanong. Ito nahanap ko na. Di ba, there was a time computer laboratories, parang usong-uso yan, ilagay sa mga, sa iba-iba ng mga paralan. But where is it now? Di ba, alam natin na, kasi hindi nakapacitate properly ang, ang, teach, oh. ang teachers, ang schools, so that's why I suggested uh, we had a TWG uh, last Congress. Si Congressman Kali Dimapor, in fact, was the one who headed that. And, and in one of our conversations, I suggested to Congressman Kali, maybe he can consider having a roadmap para hindi para gradual ang pagpasok natin, capacitating first uh, teachers, students, and pinaka-important, equally important there is the role of DSWD. Because alam natin, nakaka-abuse some well, there are times, pag, pag mali yung gamit ng technology, nakaka-abuses eh. So, yung bullying, cyberbullying. Cyberbullying. Cyberbullying, no. Not only that po. Ma, uh, uh, it's right for many things to happen, ba? In fact, parang, I'm not sure, but parang I read sa Twitter the other day, in fact, the, the DOJ was talking about going against uh, uh, child exploitation, ba? Because online rin yun, ba? So, these are the things na we shouldn't move too quickly uh, without setting the proper guidelines. Kung hindi, oh. we will just give birth to another problem. Eh. Pero but, ito, but, ayaw naman natin. Lahat ng dinidiscuss yung congressman, basically common sense din eh, no? Pero yes. how much of this was actually driven, uh, yung realizations triggered by the pandemic experience? Kasi binabanggit niya yung roadmap for uh, internet connection. Basic yan, yes. di ba? Yes. Pero mas na-realize natin yan because of our experience over the past two years, di ba? Tama po ba? Actually, hindi. The, 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 the uh, digital technology and soft bills have been there ever since uh, now is the 1980s. I think 17th or 16th Congress or 15th pa ata they've been filing that. Eh. Ah, but hindi so mas- 12 years ago? Dati. Tama ba? Oh. Mga, mga ganon. Uh, or 10 years ago, I think meron ng bills about that. Eh. Pero... Uh, sa totoo, when I got the, when I when I became chairman of this committee last Congress, talagang I, I had set my mind talaga on on on, on legislating things that I, I thought uh, would be good reforms. Pero sir, so, how likely will this become? Napasa po namin to on third and final on third and final reading. Hindi lang siya umabot sa Senado at the time, but may counterpart ba siya? May counterpart po siya. We were able to pass it on third and uh, final reading. So house po. That's why mm-hmm. refiled bill na lang po talaga ito of the final version that's, that was approved. Last uh-huh. night, Christian, in fact, uh, I had a meeting with the Senator Wynne Gachalian. We we met uh, uh, just for us to 
uh, exchange notes on kung ano yung priority namin. And secondly, ay, di ba, we passed a bill into law, yung that lapsed into law, yung education summit. We are mm. calling for an education uh, summit. Uh, and kagabi nga, we also discussed with the Senator Win, like, alam mo yung, uh, malami tayong uh, batas in the last Congress that we think should, should, should help eh. Uh, meron tayong inclusive education, pinasa po namin yung Excellence in Education Act, Teachers Education Act. Because always mm-hmm. po, ang pinag-uusapan is reading, reading, reading comprehension for students. And rightfully so. Kailangan talaga natin yan. But equally important is the upskilling of our teachers. Si uh, former Secretary Briones uh, created or, or was pushing for this or doing this National Educators Academy of the Philippines sa Baguio. Under the mm-hmm. Excellence in Education pa- uh, Act, which passed in March this year, we institutionalized it. And dito, we, 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 we asked the DepEd also to come up with scholarship for our teachers first. Secondly, yung, uh, yung NEAP natin in Baguio City should be uh, disseminated to all teachers. They should be able to use this for upskilling. And upskilling is not necessarily only for technology. Because, mm-hmm. alam nyo, uh, during this pandemic, Christian, dito sa Lunsod ng Pasig, si Mayor Vico instituted a lot of uh, reading programs, not only for uh, not only for the students, but even uh, advanced learning for our teachers. And, so, and you know, uh, to my amazement, actually, most, if not all, teachers who who, who could avail of it, availed of, of all these uh, scholarships, online, online lahat learnings. So, may dito po na talagang, na talagang, ano eh, uh, maganda yung, ano eh, direction ng Pilipinas eh. Uh, although, mm-hmm. we are, uh, may frustrations tayo. I mean, natin, we have frustrations sa, ano, Sa education natin, di ba? The parents mm. are always uh, commenting na yung K-12 did not live up to its promise. Pagka-graduate ng K-12, hindi naman raw employable. Based on yeah. surveys that, that um, lumalabas, employers are still wanting yung mga college, college graduates. But, but uh, Christian, uh, what we did now, we're starting to reform the the, the uh, uh, senior high school tracks. Kasi apat yung track na yan eh. Yung mm. commitment at the time was about 52% uh, projection would go to academics, di ba? About 30 plus percent would go to tech voc. Ang, mm-hmm. ang uh, projection was about 10%, 10% would go to sports track and to the arts and design track. In reality, ang arts and design, wala pang 1%. Ang, uh, ang, le- ang, ang sports track, less than 2%. Eh, alam natin that, that that can't be true. Uh, Filipinos love uh, love creative arts. Ang dami nga natin national artists na uh, talagang uh, magagaling. Pag-ganyan pag ba sir ang problema placement? At saka ito rin gusto ko yung tanongin, di ba? Ripe, ripe na ripe na talaga yung K-12 program for assessment. And nadidinig ko rin yung mga sinabi nyo na ano, na talagang inisip na ibang parents, eh, hindi naman siya employable eh. Di ba? Yung yes. isa sa mga basic ano, goals niyan eh. Di ba? Don't have right. to go to college. Meron ka ng skills enough for you to be employed in yes. certain industries. Eh, ano ba yung assessment na, na nakita niya so far? Mm-hmm. I think that's possible as long as we're able to reform it properly. Example, ah, yung sa arts and design. Right now, yung arts and design, ang sinasabi natin, and we passed it already sa house, ano, kasi we passed it on third reading last Congress. We created it, we reformed it to, to call it the creative arts system. Ang sinasabi natin, under if you choose the arts and design creative arts system, ang dapat may curriculum, may special curriculum na gagawin. Ang special curriculum na yan should be formulated not only by DepEd, but kasama dyan ng NCCA, 
and the other cultural agencies. Meaning, sa curriculum na yan, 50%, okay yan, dapat academics. Because ready ka dapat. You, 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 functional literacy should continue being studied until you graduate, until after you graduate. Tama yun eh. Mm-hmm. But then, the half of the curriculum, hindi naman pwedeng DepEd ang gagawa. Dapat ang gumawa dyan, yung dalubasan, yung eksperto, yung uh, the experts, meaning uh, NCCA, the National Artists, Artists, Directors, Musicians, what if you want to, ano, you're, you're interested in painting. Why will an academic teacher be the one teaching you about the techniques in painting? Paano kung gusto mo yung K-pop, gay drama, nausa yan during the, ano, during uh, the COVID-19. Mas magaling pa nga Pinoy, pero bakit globally ang, uh, ang K-pop, K-drama ang kilala? Sabi nila, government support. We can do yeah. that if we reform. Yeah. Sorry po. Hindi dyan, interesting yan. No? Ang tama ba, do I get it to me na there are things that should be taught better, definitely, as expected by experts. Pero, exactly. marirecruit ba sila sa school system kung wala naman silang, kung hindi sila licensed teachers? Yan ba ang uh, issue? Kasi sa college, ang perspective yeah. ko po from college, eh. di ba pag walang MA or postgraduate degree, kunwari sa journalism, kung saan ako nagtuturo, kailangan hindi ka lang practitioner. Kung practitioner ka, dapat so many years and you have a body of work and you can, you can be admitted temporarily as a lecturer. Pero hindi ka pwede maging tenured faculty. Sa basic education, buha problema rin yan, especially sa pagtuturo dun sa K-12. That is correct. Christian, as a general rule, kailangan let passer ka. Under yeah, the proposed no. bill, we're exempting uh, that part. The board can exempt uh, based on standards that they will come up with. Kasi uh, hindi oh. naman pwedeng kami. Kasi hindi naman, uh, wag naman kami, wag naman, hindi naman ako magkukungwari. Alam ko yung standards o sino yung magaling na artist o sino yung... Tama, And that tama. will be taken care of by, by NCCA and DepEd. The board itself, which should be created under the proposed bill, sila yung create And hindi na kailangan na let taker. Pagdating dun sa aspeto ng, ng uh, curriculum, that has to do with uh, uh, arts and design. Example, ah, not only national artists and artists, uh, alam natin even abroad, yung, yung technical part of, of, of movie making is so important. Mm-hmm. Eh bakit, uh, why don't we invite our cinematographers? Yung, yung, and they will uh-huh. serve as an inspiration to, stu- to students. Eh. Because probably, kaya, kaya nga sila may hilig dun, Christian. Kasi nga, na-inspire sila sa napanood nila. Maganda yun. Wait, yung bill na yan, how, how close is that to becoming a law? In the last Congress, in the House, we passed it on third and final reading. Sa last Senate. night, I, I, hindi, na umabot, hindi na sila umabot sa Senate. Eh. But I, 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 I discussed it with uh, Senator Wynn last night. And then, uh, actually, aware naman sila na napasa namin last time. Uh, hopefully, uh, they can review it, take a look, uh, have their own oh. discussion, and, oh. uh, and mapasa rin. Si Senator Wynn naman is, is very progressive rin eh, in thinking. Oh. Pero mahalaga rin yung, ano, yung tech book track. We also want to to create a board sa tech book track. Kasi hindi naman pwedeng deped right now. Di ba meron tayong... Uh, successful naman yung enrollment doon. Dami naman ang gusto talaga. Ang tech book is so, is so promising. Ang problema, mm. it takes care of everything. Ang principal, Christian, is the one who has, you know, siya yung pumupunta pa sa mga industriya ang tatanong, pwede bang, bang mag-on-the-job dyan? Pwede bang may three? Hindi naman dapat. That, that goes to the uh, dignity of a principal teacher. So, sinasabi namin dito under the proposed bill, uh, akin, create a board, sa board na to ang magdi-decide, of course, half of the curriculum is always step-ed kasi may academic, pero yung kabilang half, kailangan kasama DTI and TESDA sa board na yan. DTI to identify all the industries near 
beside, close by to any particular school that is offering TechBook. Para alam ng schoolhan, alam ng parents, alam ng students that are in and around or within the vicinity of the school. Based on what DTI will 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 will, will say, Tesda now has to create that program. Ano yung skills na kailangan? Para pati uh-huh. NC1, NC2, may bibigay nila ng maluwag. Once we do these reforms, naniniwala talaga ako na ano eh, that uh, uh, employability will will exponentially grow, honestly. Kasi ito, uh-huh. masasabi na natin, uh, uh, first of all, whole of nation approach na siya. Secondly, talaga nag-consult na ang DTI ang, ang test na dun sa mismo industriya. Pagdating sa arts and design, the, Filip- the Filipino talent is undeniable. All we have to do is continue giving them inspiration and yung technical aspect eh. Yun naman yung importante mm. naman dun eh. Di ba? Yung isa ko pa lang. Mm. Oo. Maganda Sorry. yung ang dami nga. Marami ako na ang dami kong gusto itanong dyan eh. Pero maganda yung mga sinasabi okay. ni congressman eh. Kanwari yun yung ano, jobs and skills matching. Na importante po yan. Kasi akong perspective ko nga on the part of ano, as a college teacher. No? Yung sinasabi niya ano ba yung needs tsaka demands ng industry. Dapat aligned yun dun sa tinuturong skills. Siyempre, mm-hmm. nandun pa rin po yung aspect ng ano, ba Yung education for education's sake. Yung mga gusto mag-philosophy, kunwari. Hindi ka naman automatic magiging philosopher pag-graduate mo. No? But th- that's purely because of the joy of learning. Or gusto mo mag-tour afterward. Dito, sir, yung And, ano. Sige, sir. Go ahead. You mentioned the joy of learning. Yan ang lagi kong, mm-hmm. ano, I, I'm really hoping that that we all uh, come to come to an agreement. That yan talaga, especially for K-3 naman. Yan naman talagang mm-hmm. we have to bring back to our students, our young... Ngayon, excited sila. Sa totoo lang, nung nagka-first pilot face-to-face last year, uh, oh, ang totoo lang, kung makita mo yung, yung joy ng studyante, parang excited na excited eh. Mm-hmm. Now, it's incumbent upon us adults na to help support the Department of Education to continue this love for going to school, love for learning. Alam mo, mm-hmm. yun, that, yun yung key. Alam naman natin, di naman natin, di naman natin masa, mabibigay ang lahat ng solusyon eh. But the moment we're able to inspire these students from kinder up to 12, na kung ano man yung hilig nila, na, na kukuha nila sa school, uh, even the reading itself, uh, Christian, mm. eh, sa totoo naman, comics nga, binabasa talaga ng, ng bakit Pilipino, kahit bata, binabasa yun eh. And that, yun ang, yun ang sinasabi ko, why don't we adjust? Dati nung, nung when I was still in elementary, uh, they used to give us, uh, ang tawag ng SRA nun eh, Parang reading comprehension, ano yun eh, uh, exercises. Inabutan ko yan, sir. Yung mga booklets oh, yeah. yan eh. Yes, and that's, uh, tingin ko, effective yun eh. Because May progression yan, di ba? You cannot move to the oh, next module orders. without finishing. Oh. Yes, and then it, it promotes honesty because you correct yeah. yourself. You, the test key, ikaw rin. And then oh. pag titignan ng teacher kung yung scores mo uh, up to par, kung hindi, you go to another color, a lower color or a higher color. Depende oh. yun. But again, it's, it uh, effectively parang ano eh, self-assessment siya eh. uh, okay. And I think uh, at that young age, nakakatulong yun eh. Kasi reading, ang sinasabi ko nga, katulad sa grades 1 to 3, we have 7 subjects. Alam, alam ko, uh, medyo minsan uh, na maraming nagpupuna sa akin dito, pero ang akin na, hindi naman kailangan na 7 subjects. We Overburden can, ba? Reading, 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 and, and mathematics and GMRC. History will never for, be forgotten. Araling panlipunan can still be there. History can still be there. Pero let's make that into the stories. Para ah, yun na nababagawin okay. and they tested. Ano eh, it's... And kung imagination lang pag-uusapan, Christian, this uh, this pandemic 
if there's one thing that, that, that it showed to all of us, ang teaching and non-teaching personnel natin, they went to school even at the height of the pandemic. Pumapasok okay. sila. If you remember, the first time din clear na walang pwedeng pumasok, uh, no going out of school, lockdown. That was March 2020. Yun yung March time ng ano natin eh. Finals eh. Finals uh-huh. yung decade schools natin and graduation. Ang mabibilib ka rin talaga. I mean, whatever ano. At least we all have to give this naman to our teachers. Mm. Pumasok actually, sila eh. Oh, Natanong actually, ko nga, hindi pumapasok eh. Oh, ano mo oh. sagot sa akin, Christian? Eh, paano raw yung exam nung ano, paano sila pupunta sa next level? Paano raw, oh. paano raw, hindi raw, bakit hindi na complete ng student, paano raw mag-graduate sa April? Nandun yung concern siya, commitment. There are signs of hope eh, all over eh. Oo. Oh, oh. Hello, sir. Nagang yata ng konti sa congressman. Pero it makes a lot of sense yung sinasabi niya, no? Ito, if we fold on the, on the, on the that we can uh, work together, and then yung mga talagang may disagreements tayo, Let's continue, let's continue discussing, debating. If a decision is made, then let's convince, di ba? Pero uh, uh, always, ano, anyway, education naman to eh. Uh, non-political ito, issue eh. Oh, ito yung binanggit nyo kanina kasi related to sa next issue na itatanong ko. Kasi nabanggit ko kanina, kanina yung PISA tapos yung most recent uh, World Bank report on learning poverty. Talagang the signs are all there, no? The writing is on the wall. We just have to do something about it. Nangungulala tayo sa reading, sa math, saka sa science. So, very telling lahat siya, no? Eh, dito ba, baka naman mas nag-worsen yung situation quite predictably because of the pandemic. A- ako kasi, personally, ang iniintay ko, ano ba yung measure na pwede nating pagbasihan kung ano yung nag-iepekto nung uh, online classes, yung hybrid, doon sa basic education, which is very crucial. Lalo't eto na yung datos natin pre-pandemic pa. Uh, actually, Christian, tama ka, no? Uh, right now, anecdote na lahat, eh. Lahat parang kwento. In fact, talaga naman, pag umiikot ka, di ba, kahit mga magulang, yeah, the parents will, will tell you all these things. The other day, and I'm sure he will not mind, uh, yesterday pala, yesterday morning, I was mm-hmm. in Congress. Kausap ko si uh, Congressman Abed Garcia. And he was telling me, uh, kasi ang mga Garcia, medyo ano talaga sila, involved sila sa education rin eh. He was telling me that, uh, sabi niya, Roman, ang gagawin namin, ah, uh, uh, mag-aano kami, I'm going to propose a bill with respect to uh, assessment of teachers and students. I mean, that, that's the right thing, but I was telling him lang, uh, and I will wait for that. Pero ang sinasabi ko lang, well, always, ano, tingnan lang natin yung, ano, no, yung history. Because we, we, we already had the NAT before, we had, uh, we, we had assessments for teachers. Uh, alam, natin, uh, alam natin kung saan yung mga shortfalls, na shortcomings na nangyari doon, eh, no? Uh, inisip ko nga, dapat talaga magkaroon tayo ng base ngayon eh. Right now, mm. we should have an assessment of teachers and students. And, mm. and in this assessment, huwag na muna natin, ano, uh, I, I know, baka controversial na naman to, pero... Okay lang, sir. No holding oh, back tayo dito. Kasi, ano, we have to, ano eh, kailangan natin ng baseline eh. Uh, baseline in ano? Mababa o mataas. But we have to have a baseline as a first step. Teka lang, sir, bakit ba maging controversial? Takot ba iba sa katotohanan? Eh, kasi Hindi. sa akin, you cannot make policy decisions if you do not know the baseline data. Exactly. Pero ano eh, pero of course, uh, yung akin kasi, will, ang, ito yung, ito yung tinitin, uh, based on my discussions with uh, Congressman Abbott, I was thinking about it uh, this morning. Ang, ang sa akin, let's have a, a, a test na nothing involved. Meaning, it, it, it won't affect your promotion, it won't ah, affect okay. your pay, it won't affect anything. It's really baseline lang. No. Pero, may minimum naman, di ba? 
Wag naman tayo mag-below uh, 50, 50 or, or 60. I'll, I will leave it to the experts beside that. Ano? Parang ano ba yan, sir? Do you huh? see that as more of a, as a diagnostic test? Para exactly. Bang, uh, alam lang natin kung nasaan tayo ngayon. Especially after the, ano, the COVID-19, the pandemic. Then after that, let's get everyone to the program, yung students po natin, let, let's focus on reading, 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 and mathematics, yung functional literacy. Yung teachers mm-hmm. po natin, let's, let's get them upskilled with, uh, through NAYAP or any other school, PNU or whatever. And then after a certain uh, uh, period of time, again, to be determined by, by experts, eh, hindi naman ako expert dito. Mm-hmm. Let's have let's have an uh, uh, an assessment. Ito and that's a, a, a second test, bale. The mm-hmm. first one was to determine the baselines and nothing yan. Just in second, kung may napulot sila, kung may improvement. Kung may improvement and doon natin pwedeng mag- maglagay ng incentives based on oh. the increase. Alam pero yung baseline, super importante yan. Oh, pero yung baseline, kailangan may minimum ah. Kasi baka mamaya, lahat mo masyado mababa sa baseline para uh, you 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 know sinasabi ko lang it has oh, to be an honest with this ito yung minimum natin and then yung pagbigay natin ng incentives will be on the second the second test and based ito, on sir, the improvements ito may tanong sa inyo si Marnell Kaga uh, yes hindi ko hindi ko amen pero malabo mata ko hindi ko masyadong mabasa Okay, uh-huh. I'm a, I'm from Pasig and a teacher po. I hope you consider strengthening the MTB MLE program. There are researches research po na nagsasabing effective ito. Kulang lang po na i-empower at training for preparation of materials. Namang problema po ang teachers dyan, but kung uupuan at paplanuhin, mas mapapaganda po iyan. Ayan. Where do you stand on uh, this issue po ba? Sir Manila, Marnell, I think you, 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 you got the issue correctly. To be, uh, uh, I think everyone knows, I filed a bill already asking for the suspension of uh, mother tongue as a medium of instructions, a medium of instruction for K to three. It's only a suspension. The suspension will be lifted the moment the Department of Education is able to certify to the people in Congress first that based on uh, that they have sufficient learning materials or textbooks. They, they must also certify that they have capacity. Kailangan rin na school mapping eh, uh, Christian eh. Uh, mm-hmm. In a particular school, ilan ba, ang, ilan ba ang dialects spoken in that particular school? Because totoo naman ito eh. I, I, even in any province or region, minsan tatlo, apat eh, o dalawa eh. Hindi lang mm-hmm. naman isa. So they must have survey first. Ilan ba yung, ano, ano ba yung, ba yung dialect in that particular uh, city, municipality, or barangay? Makapacity na ba natin ang teacher to be able to be comfortable enough in dialect? Uh, we conducted uh-huh. a survey that all students to be taught by the teacher is yun rin ang dialect niya, hindi ibang dialect. Uh, uh-huh. As an example, uh, example, yung ano, uh, uh, in uh, Bicol. Bicol, there are four, ano, there are four dialects. Sabi sa akin, of course, yung predominant is Naga Naga Bicol, parang ganon. So don't tell me. We will just adopt Naga Bicol. Eh di, may na left behind. Eh di ba? No one is left behind. If we want make this an effective tool, we must do it correctly. Sufficient learning materials or textbooks, capacitated teachers, and 
matching naman yung kung ano yung, kung ano yung mother tongue na tinuturo. Yun naman talaga yung mother tongue nung lahat ng estudyante din sa klase. Gano'ng katagal na ba yung congressman na ini-implement yung mother tongue? Just to complete. Ha? Just to complete. Meron kasing nabanggit kanina eh, na marami ng, uh, there are, ano, there are, there are many studies uh, saying that mother tongue is effective. Mm, I, okay. I, I am asking anyone to produce and give to me in Congress a study that will show that once you have two or more dialects, that it is also effective. So far, Christian, all studies that have been produced, and most of these are international po, ah, hindi naman sa Pilipinas. Meron din, mm. pero mostly international. Ang studies po niyan, iisa lang ang dialect nung, nung bansa na yon, o iisa lang yung dialect nung city o, nung ba, o, o whatever uh, place that they have. That's why it's effective. Because it's only, lahat sila, talagang yun yung mother tongue nila. Wala nang ibang dialect. There is no, there is no confusion. Hindi katulad sa atin. Sa atin, ah, we have one, about 120 dialects, Christian. According to the DepEd or KWF, we have about talk- 20, 20 major dialects. Languages. Da- diga, dialects or languages ang pinag-uusapan natin. Dialects po, yung mga iba-ibang ano, yung mga major talaga. Oh, language dialect, yung sinasalita sa bahay. Oh. Yung Sir, ang tanong, oh, ang tanong ko dito, so, hindi ba siya nagkakaroon ng problema? Kunwari, tinuturo siya in different regions uh, using the local language. Hindi ba nagkakaproblema sa translation? Tapos paano pa nagkaroon national or international assessment? Yes. Tapos let's say binibigay siya sa English. Paano uh, definitely, ano, uh, there are studies saying, basta iisa lang ang dialect, effective siya. But mm. what pa nang show pag two or more? E tayo, definitely. 20 nga ang major dialects natin. Now we go to you, the point that you asked. Will, will it, uh, papano ngayon yun? Have we, are we sure na in, in all our provinces, lahat ng schools in each city or town with any with any assessment or study on that? Ang ginawa ng iba is really parang ano eh, parang I think the policy guidelines inadopt na lang nila yung kung ano yung major eh. But that's hmm. wrong because uh, ang policy nga natin, di ba? We, we, we are so fond of slogans and one slogan is no no child left behind. And no child yeah. left behind means all. So, hindi oh. ano, ang akin, I, I believe that we have to preserve our our dialects. I believe that it, it's part of our culture history. But then we have to, again, proceed with this as a medium of instruction based on science and studies. Indeed, mm-hmm. we, we, should, we, should, we should preserve we should find out how we can preserve all. We should alphabetize po. WF mm. should, should be asked have they alphabetized 18 or 20 major dialects. Uh, mm. Last Congress, ang sagot sa amin, hindi pa. So kung hindi niya pa na-alphabetize lahat, how, how could we have learning materials kung hindi pa complete yung uh, alphabetization? So ang point ko lang, oh, mother oh, tongue is no problem with me as long as mm-hmm. it is an effective tool. Right now, we are not certain if it is an effective tool. Okay, International Actually, I agree sa sinasabi ni Congressman. Eh. Dapat ganyan kasi before you implement a policy decision, dapat data-driven. Eh. Hindi pwedeng implement mo dahil you have the good intentions, pero messy pag in-implement na. Ito sir, as a final point, no, gusto ko naman tanongin ito, both political and from a policy perspective then. The fact that the Vice President took charge of the Department of, Edu- Department of Education Sa tingin nyo ba mas makakabuti yon in terms of implementing the reforms that you have been talking about? And number two, ito practical lang sa budget. 
alam naman natin by law, di ba, dapat pinakamabigest chunk goes to education, ng national budget. Eh, dito, I'm sure merong mga magpupush ng mas mataas na budget. Eh, the fact na ang Secretary of Education, si Vice President Sara Duterte, siguro naman hindi na ganun kahirap to, no? Dahil meron din naman siyang political clout. And aside from that, more importantly, alam naman natin kung gano'ng kaimportante yung mas malaking budget para sa education. In point, two points. Yes. O una, no, yung sa practical side, no first committee meeting, nasabi sa amin ng DepEd that the uh, secretary in the department, they're actually looking, uh, asking for a bigger budget. Uh, alam naman natin totoo, hindi naman, hindi naman ata nakuha yung budget na yun. Uh, hindi naman natin masabi, uh, there are also realities. Alam naman natin na finite rin yung budget eh. And alam natin, equally important rin naman yung lahat naman. Kaya nga, departamento yung iba. Importante lahat talaga. Alam naman natin, totoo, Christian. But then, mm-hmm. at least na nagawa nila na na-increase ang budget ng, ng education sector. And it was, uh, uh, it complied with the constitutional mandate that it gets the highest budget allocation. Na-comply mm-hmm. Now, the second question, effect, uh, is it good that it is the vice president? Sa pananaw ko, in my opinion, yes. Because mm-hmm. alam nyo, marami talagang ano eh sa education, we've had so many good secretaries. Yan naman ang totoo. Huwag na, I mean, uh, not everyone again will agree with me, pero, yung mga secretary natin, talagang educators yan ever since before. Talagang yeah. they had the, 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 the right intentions. Pero minsan, alam mo, uh, hindi rin, uh, maraming, uh, maraming minds eh, pagdating sa education sector. Nangyayari talaga, kung walang, kung walang political clout, pwedeng ma-ano eh, ma-overrun yung, yung good intentions niya. But now when you have the vice president there, and of course it's the first year, eh kahit pa paano, uh, pwede niyang tindigan talaga yung prinsipyo na kung saan siya naniniwala. And, and because of that, parang uh, I am actually uh, very happy. And, and Christian, I will go one step further. Again, I know, again, sana isipin natin lahat, edukasyon to eh, hindi dapat political talaga to eh. When we talk about okay. education, anyway, lahat tayo may stake dito, lahat naman tayo may Apo, anak, pamangkin eh. Di ba? And, and we want a better Philippines talaga eh. Uh, sa totoo lang, when the president talked about STEM immediately, uh, I mean, I think that was a good sign. When you have you have the highest official talking about, you know, strengthening, improving uh, education. Kasi sign talaga ang Pilipinas mo. Talent-wise naman talaga. Ang, ang, kung may pagkukulang po dito talaga, siguro it, it's with, with, with us eh. Ma, yung policy, ma, nag-aaway-aaway lahat sa policy. Of course, lahat mm-hmm. naman good ideas. And the student just has to bear the brunt. Eh. But despite, despite ang uh, ginagawa din, uh, our students, pag nakausap mo, they're very bright. Mag, pumunta tayong recognition day. Yung recognition day ng mga DepEd schools natin. You should, uh, pag natin yung mga studyante doon, talagang magiging proud ka rin eh. Kung, mm-hmm. of our, ano, and even our uh, uh, teaching and non-teaching personnel, yung commitment, of course, I'm sure there have been pa ilan-ilan na, na hindi, ano, hindi natin, hindi, hindi, hindi pareho sa pag-iisip natin. Pero in general, pareho, marami talaga. Maganda pa nga yung intentions kasi sa atin eh. So, I am talking about myself, uh, not you, Christian. But, but <laughs> that's my point, ba? Uh, ano eh, uh, uh, we just have to, ano eh, mata-eduction na to eh. Uh, let's just get uh, no, let, let's put our minds together. But we have to move forward. We have to make decisions. Not all will agree with our decisions. But again, huwag na tayong abrupt or hasty decisions rin. I hmm. think yun nga yung mistake. Sabi mo, dapat data-driven. Uh-oh. 
Eh, ganun naman dapat ang governance. Eh, no? Well, um, Congressman Roman Romulo, maraming maraming salamat po for joining us tonight. It was a pleasure. Mukhang kailangan ng part 2 and 3 nito. No? Kasi <laughs> maraming pa tayong hindi na ano, na-touch on dito sa education issues. Kasi nga napakalawak niya. Pero maraming maraming, maraming maraming salamat po, sir, for joining us tonight. Thank you, Christian. And thank you to everyone who listened. And I hope mag-part 2 pa tayo, part 3. Kasi it, it's good na napag, napag-uusapan talagang education. Uh-huh. Uh, last night, last na to, Christian, sorry. Yes, sir. Last yes, sir. night, we need center with Amo, isa sa mga, uh, one of the laws that we passed in the last Congress was the institu- institution institutionalized ALS. And uh, by institutionalizing this, ang sinabi natin, ang importante dito is functional literacy. I was telling mm-hmm. Senator Rubin last night, after we had passed the law, I was going around schools. Napansin ko, hindi pa rin familiar ang lahat na may batas na tungkol sa ALS. That, 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 yung changes and reforms with the alternative learning uh, system. system. Yes. Kasi dati, there was no law before Christian. Eh. Mm-hmm. Dati, it was just a paragraph. Project lang, in short. Anong specific law, yung may konting confusion sa implementation, parang napaghalo yung functional literacy and yung test the training. Pero okay. that... Yeah, nawawala si sir. Yan. Yan ang point ng discussion natin kanina sa internet connection eh. <laughs> Mahirap mag-pilot ng ganyang program kung may mga certain errors. Ayan. <laughs> nawala kayo sir. Bumalik na ba kayo? Hello sir, can you hear me? Yes, again, sorry, nag-cut ng konti. Uh, anyway, uh, I took most of your time, sorry. Uh, oh, oh, sige, sir. Hindi, sabi ko nga, yan yung point ng discussion natin, kaya kailangan mag-pilot eh. Yes, uh, <laughs> sa digital connection ng mga schools eh. Kung sa Metro yes. Manila, nagkakaproblema eh. Dilalo oh. pa sa mga mas liblib. Ayun. Yes. Pero sir, maraming maraming salamat po. Definitely magpa-part 2 tayo. Kasi ako, very, very interested ako sa education reform. No? Yes. Next time, pag-uusapan natin, mas kailangan ba ng further devolution ng ating educational system? Kasi baka masyadong overburden ng ating Department of Education, di ba? Yes. Sige sir, maraming salamat po and good night sir. Yeah, good night. Have a good evening. Apo. Ayan, yan po si Congressman Roman Romulo. Mahaba yung discussion namin. Pero sana may, may napulot kayo doon, no? Uh, at least hindi lang natin in-expose yung problema doon sa educational system. At meron talaga tayong education crisis. Huwag na po natin i-deny yan. And more importantly, nilista naman niya yung mga bills, yung mga reforms na ipinapatupad. So, ganyan sana ang mentality ng mga ano natin, ng mga policy makers. No? Meron silang uh, real and deep understanding sa mga issue. Now, speaking of real and deep understanding sa issue, tingnan naman natin si uh, Senator Robin Hood Padilla na sinimula na po yung... Uh, pagpapreside doon sa pag, mga pagdinig para sa proposals to amend or repeal the 1987 Constitution. So siya, siya mismo, di ba? Sabi niya during the campaign, advocacy daw po niya na magkaroon ng constitutional reform. Tingnan natin, kumustahin natin paano naging handling niya doon sa first two, if I'm not mistaken, uh, Senate hearings on the proposed changes in the Constitution. Dahil siya po ang tagapamuno ng Senate Committee on Constitutional Amendments and Revision of Laws. Yan, bigatin po si si Senator Robin Hood. Makakasama po natin ngayon si Attorney Michael Henry Yusinko. Okay, isa pong constitutionalist. And ano ba to? Former o current pa rin? Uh, senior Research Fellow at the Ateneo Policy Center. Makilinaw nga, sir. Good evening, Christian. Parang floating status tayo ngayon. 
<laughs> Ganun ba? O sige, dati siyang naging senior research fellow. Parang, bu- parang bumabalik ulit. <laughs> uh, ng Ateneo Policy Center. Ayan, teka. Palitan lang natin ang title natin. Iba na pinag-uusapan natin. Ito na. Ayan. Senator Robin Padilla leads hearing on proposals to amend the Constitution. You monitor that, di ba? Kumusta ba? Uh, what, did, what did you think of his handling of the uh, committee hearings? Hindi po simpleng discussion to, no? Pag nag-uusapan yung pag-amienda, pag-revisa sa ating Constitution. Yeah. Una, Christian, uh, gusto ko lang sabihin na minsan nakakasaya, nakakatuwa, na nakakarinig ka na lawmaker na medyo matino, no? Na, yung Bakit naman medyo? <laughs> ah, Matinong-matino, no? Na mahusay. Na kahit pa paano, meron pa palang ganun sa sa ating lesnatura, no? Ah, si so, Congressman Roman? <laughs> Oo. Kasi, Hindi, ito, honestly, ikilisong, matinong Congressman yan kasi. Eh. Kaya invite ko yan, eh. Matino yan. Tsaka alam niya yung, ano, yung education sector. To be yeah, fair, miski kasi Senator Sherwin Gatchelian, alam na alam niya yung education sector, eh. Yan ang klase example na dapat yung committee hahawakan mo, alam mo, hindi yung dahil gusto mo lang. Okay, sorry. Oh, go, go, go. Back on topic tayo. No? Uh, well, sa pag, base sa pag-monitor ko, uh, sa dalawang hearings, no, which is a fortunate uh, sit- ano sa akin situation kasi I can do it, di ba? Uh, dahil nasa ano tayo, no? online lahat. Uh, uh, parang deja vu, Christian, eh, kasi... Uh, pare-pareho lang yung mga boses na narinig natin ano pare-pareho lang yung mga pinagsasabi nung mga nag-attend doon maliban na lang siguro sa isang tao yung kaibigan natin si Attorney Benny Bacani ah uh, dumating meron siyang mga siya lang siguro yung narinig ko na nagsabi ng uh, very pragmatic and realistic assessment of what we need to do when it, when it comes to constitutional reform but otherwise uh, same cast of characters no yung mga pati yung plot eh yung plot ng hearing dinesign na parang una muna yung mga four and then susunod yung against tapos uh, maglalaban sila parang ganoon eh parang ganoon yung nangyari which is uh, kabaliktaran lang nung dati dati dahil yung committee chairman dati si attorney uh, si senator Pangilinan, Pangilinan. was uh, overtly anti-chacha ang pinauna niya yung mga anti-chacha no tapos ang hinuli niya yung mga pro-chacha so uh, ganun weather, pero ganun pa rin yung plot weather weather na, lang in short <laughs> ganun eh, pa rin pero, yung plot uh, kaya deja vu eh so De, pero kumusta ba yung handling ni ano ni Senator Robin Hood? Kasi nga ito, hindi naman sa binabanatan natin siya. No? Ito, statement of fact lang. Hindi po siya abogado. Hindi naman masama yun, di ba? Pero kung ang committee mo, ang focus niya is amendment or revision. Ito nga, kailangan natin clarify di ba? Amendment po, pipiliin mo lang yung ibang maha- ilang bahagi ng konstitusyon na gusto niyong palitan. Revision, gusto niyong overhaul yung konstitusyon. Yung mga ganyan mga bagay, di ba? Akala natin, alam na ng lahat yan, pero labas tayo sa kalye, hindi yan maliwanag, di ba? Ang point ko dito, kumusta yung handling niya? Being a non-lawyer and a neophyte senator at that. And then he he took on this very uh, enormous responsibility. In short, ginusto niya. Kumusta ba yung pagtatraffic niya ng conversation? So, so yun na nga, no, Christian, because of uh, halos pareho lang yung nangyari as past hearing. So, di natin alam kung bakit ganun, ano, na 
uh, dahil babaguhan siya, kaya tila nagtatanong ulit siya kung ano yung mga konsepto, like paano like ba mag-amend ng constitution, right? Uh, ano ba ang pagkakaiba ng constituent assemblies, sa constitutional convention, uh, ano ba yung people's initiative, uh, in fact, kailangan pa ipaliwanag sa kanya kung ano yung pagkakaiba ng amendments, sa uh, revision. So, kumbaga, uh, these are all th- uh, matters that were discussed many times before, eh, di ba? So, I'm not sure kung bakit ba inulit yun because ba baguhan lang siya or baka meron nagsabi na ganito na lang ang gawin natin, ano? Gayahin na lang natin yung ginawa dati. Wait lang, wait so, lang. May tanong lang ako, Attorney Mike. Ito ba, tinanong yung mga basic concepts para sa sarili niya or for the public at large? What sense did you get? Well, in his words, ang kumbaga yung pagkabigkas niya ng mga tanong, sinasabi niya it's for the public, no? Okay. Na kaya niya tinatanong dahil for the benefit of quote-unquote yung mga regular Filipinos na uh, presumably, based on what he said, eh, hindi alam yun. So, uh, which is surprising na bakit uh, nasabi niya yun, eh maraming beses na, na paulit-ulit naman sinasabi yon in the past hearings. No? Ako, But obviously, Christian, uh, medyo may point din siya doon na it's possible that many of those concepts talagang hindi pa alam ng mga karamihan sa atin. No? Okay. May, may sagot ako dyan at saka tanong at the same time. Two points lang. Two points, two points. Give me this opportunity. Naalala ko tuloy, may, may mga napapansin ako ilang mga news anchors before. One particular anchor comes to mind. No? Yung para bang ang tali-talino mag-interview. Pero you get the sense na hindi niya naintindihan yung issue. Ngayon, para hindi siya magmukhang tanga on live television, ang gagawin niya, dun sa mga hindi raw nakakaintindi, <laughs> na nanonood, <laughs> pakipaliwanag. Pero parang nag- nagamit yung ordinary Filipino eh. Parang mukhang siya hindi nakakaintindi. Kasi ito yung difference, di ba? Kung, hindi, kung talagang yun ang situation, gusto mong mas maliwanagan yung mga tao, dapat meron kang value added. Di ba? Yung parang you can also say na, ito actually ganito to. Pero sir, siguro pakidagdagan yung sinabi ko para mas maliwanagan yung mga tao natin. No? So, yun ang una kong tatanong. Ganun ba yung na, na-sense mo kay, kay Senator Robin? Again, hindi po natin siya minamalit. Ang point ko lang dito, napakaraming issues na importante para pag-usapan sa pagrebisa o miyendo ng konstitusyon. Kung yung mismo namumuno at namamahala ng diskusyon, may mga issues na hindi maliwanag sa kanya. Yung basic po, ah, yung mga payak. San po tayo pupulutin, di ba? Kasi kung ganyang orientation ang kailangan natin, edi sana nagpa-briefing na lang siya even further bago humarap sa ano hindi yung ginawang parang classroom for himself yung yung hearing. Yun lang po, no? pasensya na kayo kung medyo masakit yung dating nun. Pero nagsasabi lang po tayo ng totoo. Yun po, Attorney uh, Mike. Naintindihan kita, Christian, no, no, what you're trying to uh, drive at. And I probably share your sentiment eh, na yung line of questioning uh, na narinig ko kanina tsaka kahapon would make me think twice na alam ba talaga ni ni chairman yung mga konsepto, yung mga basic concepts, no? Kasi meron siya mga sinasabi, yung mga interjections niya uh, na parang, teka muna, parang hindi yata tama yun, ano? So, 
one time narinig ko na sabi niya nagkaroon na tayo ng constituent assembly uh, Kailan? In the declaration of martial law in Marawi so, Yung joint session na, of congress? Ito ba yan? Yes, di ba? It's a joint session of congress pero it's not a constituent assembly because we have never amended the 1987 constitution you know? so it's a 35 year old charter na hindi pa na-amendahan. So, hindi pa tayo ever nagkaroon ng constituent assembly. And the last time we did that, I think, if I remember correctly, yung 1935 constitution pa. And I could be wrong, no? Kasi natagal na nga nun. So, yung mga ganun, yung mga ganun mga slip-ups. May sasagutin lang ako, Attorney Mike. Hindi ko alam kung gusto mo sumali rito. Kasi, triggered ako today eh. Ganda-ganda ng usapan, usapang matino, bilang hihirit si me. Na alam mo naman troll, tapos hihingit ng, hihirit ng katangahan. No? Tatak dilawan o tinklawan, basta kontra lang ng kontra. Yung nang mo mali, ha? N-A-N-G. Ok na. Lagyan mo ng kama, okay? O, punta tayo sa sustansya, o kawalan ng sustansya ng comment mo. Ano naman kinalaman ng dilawan o tinklawan dito? Sa tingin mo ba pinag-uusapan namin dito simply to argue? Hindi ba dapat tumalino ka nga rito dahil pinag-uusapan natin yung proseso ng pag-amienda o pag-revisa ng konstitusyon? Ayan, sagutin mo. Bago ko ba humirit yan, naintindihan mo yung difference between revision and amendment. Tapos babanat ka. Siguro pag napag-usapan online, bigla kang sasagot. Hindi, amiendahan ng konstitusyon. I-revisa yung konstitusyon. Supporta tayo kay, ano, kay Senator Robin. Eh, ano yung pinagbasihan ng sinabi mo? Naintindihan mo ba? So, in short, tanga ka. Diba? <laughs> yung gusto kong sabihin dito. Kasi nagkakalit kayo ng ano eh. Ang ganda-ganda ng usapan, bigla kang hihirit. Oh. Ayan, sumikat lang, ka na. Sa totoo lang, Christian, hindi nga ako kumukontra kasi nga, sa, lagi ko na sinasabi sa'yo, di ba? I'm an advocate of constitutional reform. Kaya Actually, lang, ano, ito rin, ito, attorney Mike, I will also reveal my cards here. Ako mismo, I don't believe this was a perfect constitution. Ako naniniwala ako dapat, it's high time to revise it. Or at least amend it. Yeah, but we have to do it the right way, no? Yes. Kaya nga, oh. disappointed ako na the past two hearings was just really a repeat of the the previous hearings, no? Yung the same old voices are being heard, the same old uh, uh, yung mga points na dati nang na-raise, eh, sila ulit yung na-raise. Sana uh, kung talagang gusto natin na uh, matuloy itong constitutional reform in the right way, we should learn from the lessons of the past. No? Yeah. Eh, kung hindi natin babaguhin yung approach, hindi magbabago ang isip ng Pilipino. And magdududa pa rin ang bawat Pilipino sa, sa motivation ng mga politiko sa, mm-hmm. na tumutulak sa constitutional reform. So, hindi ako kumukontra. In fact, Naaasar ako kasi bakit hindi natin magawa ng tama yung constitutional reform, no? Eh, hmm. kung talagang uh, mapusok ang ating loob para itulik, itulak itong advokasya na ito, eh, bakit palpak yung approach natin, ano? Bakit hindi tayo, uh, kumbaga hindi natin uh, i-approach ito in the right way? At niya, speaking of approaching is in the right way, right way. alam niyo po ito, huwag mo natin pansinin yung mga hirit na tanga na alam mo nang, nang hahasil lang. No? Tulad ng hirit ni M.E. kanina. 
Kung nasundan niyo po yung nangyari during the time of President Duterte dito sa constitutional reform, uh, perhaps you can call it a movement, no? Makikita niyo na iba't ibang grupo yan, eh. Merong legitimately gusto nila talagang i-improve yung constitution. Gusto na i-reforma. Grupo yan. Kahit sino yung mag-advance ng ganong advocacy, they would support that person. At nakikita natin ngayon yan. Kasi alam nila may pagkukulang kay Senator Robin Hood Padilla in terms of preparation personally for that kind of big task that is handling now. Alam nyo sinusuportahan siya kasi ito yung isang paraan para maipush yung bigger agenda nila. And that is very good. Perfectly good. Sa ibang ano, tawag yan lobbying, di ba? And that's perfectly fine. Ang pinaka-pinag-iingatan dapat natin dito, and I hope, I think, si Attorney Mike would agree dito, yung mga oportunista, yung mga politiko, di ba? Na kahit well-meaning yung mga constitutional reform advocates, o oh, sige, pakinggan natin yan, maganda yan. Dito tayo papasok. Ano bang gusto natin amyandahan? Pag binuksan natin yan, eh baka naman pwede natin mas patagalin tayo sa kapangyarihan, di ba? Doon papasok yan eh. Sasabihin, hindi dilawan ka, tsaka pinklawan ka, kaya puro ka ano eh, puro ka disagree and disagree, di ba? Tingnan nyo mabuti yung history niyan. Bakit hindi nagpa-prosper yan? Kasi lagi nahahijack ng ano yan, ng vested interest eh. Di ba? That's true. Uh, alam natin yan, yung nangyari sa House, di ba, na bigla-bigla na lang nawala yung term limits ng mga, ng mga uh, members of the House and also the President. No? So, tama ka, Christian. Ano? We have to be wary then of the yung mga opportunista. Pero... As far as I'm concerned, no, kasi I'm part of that group na talagang gustong magkaroon ng constitutional reform but done in the right way. Kailangan natin, number one, no, uh, if we want to reform the constitution, kailangan natin ipakita ano ba yung mali. Specifically, ano, ano dun sa 1987 constitution ang mali at kailangan natin amyandahan o kailangan natin uh, repasuhin. No? Kasi ang nangyayari sa mga hearings katulad kanina at kahapon is ganito. No? Bigyan halimbawa. Uh, bakit daw, kaya daw kailangan pag-isipan na i-reform yung judiciary natin? Ano? is because maraming cases lagi ang Supreme Court. O sige, that's, that's really a problem, no? yung uh, overburden ng backlog sa Supreme Court. No? Pero anong connection nun sa sa Sanrigab batas. Kailangan i-establish ng malinaw eh na yung club dockets ng Supreme Court is because of a specific provision of the of the constitution na pag binago natin magkakaroon ng cause and effect na luluwag ang dockets ng ng Supreme Court. Hmm. Kailangan ganoon. That is the right way. Hindi yung sasabihin lang ng proponent Kailangan natin uh, uh, baguhin yung constitution because nagkaklag yung dockets ng Supreme Court. Without mm-hmm. even pointing to a specific provision that causes that uh, clog dockets. And That's also good. a mm-hmm. counter-proposal that would uh, cause the declogging of the dockets. No? So it has to be yung, yung, yung uh, uh, pag-propose has to be done that way, di ba? Na hmm. gusto natin baguhin yung specific provision of the 1987 Constitution because it causes a particular problem. And if we change it in this way, that problem will be solved. Dapat hmm. ganun yung, yung uh, sistema ng pag 
ana-analyze. Oo. Ngayon, tsaka dapat data-driven 'yan. Hindi pwedeng naisip mo lang gusto mong anuhin. Gusto mong palitan yung constitution. Kasi kung talagang well-meaning ating mga mambabatas, no? Bakit hindi natin simulan doon sa pagpapasa ng ano, ng anti-political dynasty law na ipinag-uutos ng constitution, 'di ba? Pero walang enabling law. O, tagalogin natin para sa mga trolls, no? Enabling law. Ito po yung mag-operationalize ng provision sa constitution na nagbabawal sa political dynasties. Yan. Para maintindihan nyo, simplihan natin ng konting diskusyon. Kunwari, kausap natin na uh, seven-year-old, no? Yan. Alam mo, iho, <laughs> bawal ang dinastiya ayon sa 1987 constitution. Pero kunwari, tanong mo, iho, eh bakit, ano, uh, hindi nila ipasa yung constitution? Eh, yung ano, hindi na palitan, di ba? Bakit meron pa rin dynasty? Eh, tingnan mo yung pinakamalapit na congressman na makikita mo. Chances are, miyembro ng political dynasty yan. Doon sa pinakahuling datos based on 2019 numbers, di ba? Sa uh, yan, kaibigan to ni ano ni ni Congress ni uh, Congress Attorney Mike, no? Si Dean Julio Tehanki, ang study niya, uh, as much as 70% of the House of Representatives uh, belong to political dynasties and clans. So, ang next question ko sa iyo, ano, Attorney Mike. Ito, lalagay ko yung title para maliwanag. Can we trust our congressmen to change the constitution? Ayan. Ito nga pala may pop quiz ako rito sa mga trolls, no? Sino ba isang troll dito na humihirit? Si Lito ang pangalan niya, eh. nanghahasal si Lito, eh. Ayan. Lito, pag sinabi mong congressman, technically, anong ibig sabihin nun? Miyembro lang ba ng mababang kapulungan, Lito Sanchez, o kasama dyan yung mga senador? Ayan. Sagutin mo, ha, para hindi puro katrollan yung mga sinasabi mo rito. <laughs> ano ba sagot na na-turn ni Mike? Alam ko yung sagot, ha? <laughs> Uh, sige, please, Christian, allow me to be a constitutionalist for a moment. No? So, yes. technically speaking, it's yeah. not our lawmakers who change the Constitution or amend the Constitution. No? Yeah. It's us. Oh, ang, mga, oh. ang mga lawmakers natin, they just propose amendments. no? And then it's up to us, tayong mga botante, to decide. To decide in a plebiscite kung tatanggapin ba natin yung mga proposal na yon o hindi. So, to answer your question, siguro ang question na tinatanong mo is, can we trust our congressmen to lead uh, the discourse on constitutional reform or amendment na talagang ikakbubuti ng ating bayan? Ano? In other words, can we trust them to pursue amendments for the benefit of the state, for the benefit of the nation, and not just for their self-interest. Anong sagot yan? Ang sagot ko, hindi ako sure eh. <laughs> kung, baga, parang, kung pagbabatayan natin yung karanasan, eh, mukhang uh, sablay ang ating mga members of the House. No? Kasi marami ng mga uh, pagkakataon na pinakita nila na uh, when push comes to shove, eh, self-interest ang kanilang uh, ipapanaid. No? Case in point na lang, yung bayanihan federalism draft na hinulak mismo no, ng ating Pangulo dati, no, na ito ang kanyang draft, di ba? Mm-hmm. Ginawa, ginawa ng mga eksperto, sila, the date Senator Nene Pimentel, Chief Justice Puno, si Dean Tihanki, sila ang gumawa nun, pinag-aralan nila. And yet, yung ating mga members of the House, they still, no? 
they still made their own draft, di ba? Yung, yung uh, RBH number one, hindi ba? Mm-hmm. Which uh, took away the vice, the office of the vice president, removed term limits, pati yung politic, anti-political dynasty provision ay tinanggal, di ba? Mm-hmm. So, sa, ta- sa tanong mo, ang sagot ko doon, hindi ako sigurado kasi kung pagbabatayan natin yung past actions ng ating mga congressmen, eh, wala naman silang pinakita na mag indicate that they can be trusted when it comes to constitutional reform. Mm-hmm. Ayan. Tagal sa magot ng troll eh. Mukhang nag-google muna eh. Ayan. Congress po, dalawang kapulungan. Senado at saka House of Representatives. Ayan. So pag sinabing congressman, technically, lahat ng miyembro ng dalawang kapulungan. Pero syempre, we understand it to me na pag kongresista, member ng ano, mababang kapulungan o House of Representatives. Senador, Senador. Yung sinasabi ni, ano, ni Attorney Mike, ano yan, I fully agree as a constitutionalist siya, no? siya. He being a constitutionalist. Ultimately, tayo po yung magdidesisyon kung talagang papalitan, amyandahan o re-revisahin yung ating konstitusyon. Pero dito kasi, in reality, Attorney Mike, alam naman natin na gano'n ba kaalam ang ating mga tao pagdating doon sa plebisito? Doon sa nitigriti yeah, ng papalitan. Kasi di ba, ang tatanong ng basic, di ba? Payag ka ba na ganito? Yes or no? Eh, pero yung diskurso na nangyari behind the scenes bago tayo umabot sa tanong na yun, di ba? A big part That's of that, right. ang decision dyan, galing dun sa mga ano natin, eh, mga mambabatas. Eh. That's right. Kaya nga, medyo kinlalify, qualify kayo sa good ko, no, na meron pa rin uh, big role na kinagampanan yung ating mga lawmakers because they are the ones pushing for the amendments. Mm-hmm. And apart from that, yung pinaka-great fear ko talaga is uh, close to 80% of our people know nothing about the 1987 constitution. Close to 80% na. Right? So, karamihan sa ating mga kababayan, they have a very weak understanding of constitutional concepts like separation of powers, yeah. rule of law, checks and balances, human rights, checks and balances, local autonomy, yung mga ganun ba? Uh, in fact, kanina, di ba, sabi ni Congressman uh, Romulo na kahit mismo yung mga mambabatas and also the executive branch, eh, hirap sundin yung constitutional requirement na dapat yung education gets the biggest chunk of the budget, di ba? Nagsastruggle sila doon, di ba? Yung, yung idea. Ang, saya-saya, ang saya-saya nila na finally na-achieve natin after what? 35 years, di ba? So that's that's really the current state of our constitutional appreciation eh, na even our lawmakers unfortunately they have a very weak understanding and comprehension of constitutional principles no like separation okay. of powers and checks and balance ayan ito ang ganda ng maganda yung kaya dito ko po dinadala yung usapan kasi nga Alam niyo, walang problema kung pag-usapan natin yung ano. Kasi ito yung feeling ko rito nagkakaroon tayo ng ano eh. Con-as or sorry, cha-cha trap. No? Yung para bang, pwede mo ba siya amyendahan? Kasi laging reason dito yung political environment eh. Laging may distrust tsaka mistrust doon sa mga nagsusulong. So parang we end up going through the discourse and then bumabalik tayo where we started. Hindi tayo, hindi, iba lang reforma nangyayari, eh, di ba? Exactly. Ganyan yung story even the time of uh, FBR, GMA, exactly. di ba? 
Mm. Lagi may distress eh. Kaya ang inisip nila, eh baka naman pwedeng pagbasihin yung immense political capital na nakaupo. So panahon ni President Duterte, yeah. more than 16 million bumoto sa kanya. Yeah. Pero hindi niya agad ginapit yung capital na yun eh. He had his own reasons. Ngayon, we're not hearing anything yet from uh, President Marcos. Pero kung pagbabasihan natin political capital, uh, logically, siya yung pinaka nasa magandang position to push for this, di ba? Pero meron pa rin syempre hindi magtitiwala sa kanya. So dito nga kaya ko dinadala usapan dito sa mga basic concepts kasi nga yung sinasabi ni ni ano ni Attorney Mike technically in the end tayong lahat ordinaryong Pilipino magdi-decide kung paparitan yung konstitusyon natin. E kaso dapat maintindihan muna natin yung integrity para hindi tayo maisahan. E kung dito kaya kanina napansin niyo baka naman patuwala lang ako ngayong gabi. Naiinis ako kasi pinag-uusapan natin dito napakaimportante. Miski mga trolls dito, miski galit kayo, hindi naman kayo nakikinig sa pinag-uusapan natin, gusto niya lamang asar. Pag merong maring desisyon yung mga kongresista natin, senador at house members, maagrabyado tayong lahat, kasama kayo dun. Pati hanap buhay nyo. Ayan, baka pati yung pagiging troll nyo, maging ano, ma-compromise, di ba? Kasi yung desisyon ng ating mga policy makers, meron silang direkta at indirect impact sa ating mga buhay. Kaya ito, dito ko gusto na rin yung usapan, di ba? Kanina pinag-uusapan natin basic. Do you get the sense na maliwanag di ba sa marami tating mga kababayan kung ano ba yung pagkakaiba ng role ng isang mayor, ng isang district representative, isang party list representative? Kasi ako, in my experience covering elections, tsaka yung mga campaigns, ang, ang, ang narealize ko, ang tingin ng lahat ng, ng karamihang Pilipino na encounter ko sa lahat ng tumatakbo, mayor o barangay captain. Someone na pwede nilang malapitan. Di ba? Tama ba? Exactly. That's right, no? At uh, siguro, I'll go one step ahead sa iyo, Christian, ano? Yung comprehension and understanding natin of lawmaking. Yes. Of so, our lawmakers, hindi ba? How a bill becomes a law. Yung basic na yan. And also, yung lawmakers itself, uh, themselves, no? Na they are there in Congress to enact laws. No? Pero and yet, karamihan ng mga taong bayan natin, umaasa pa rin sa ating congressman, sa senador, doon sa KBL, yung sinasabi ni Dean Tehanki na KBL, yung kasal... Kasal Binyag-Libing. Binyag-Libing, hindi ba? Na as if, as if na trabaho nila yon right? Mm-hmm. So ngayon, dahil yung political culture natin ay hindi mabago, yung sistema natin ang ang binago natin so nagkaroon tayo ng provisions for PDAF hindi ba binigyan mm-hmm. ng budget yung mga congressmen natin ng ng parang for those kinds of uh, uh, requests from their constituents yeah. di ba binigyan so, ng budget binigyan ng budget na ultimately daging source of pork barrel politics patronage politics so talagang uh, yung constitutional reform process kailangan talaga siya mag-start from the bottom no uh, kailangan talaga manggaling yung usapan sa taong bayan mm-hmm. hindi hindi katulad sa nangyayari ngayon na ang nagda-drive ng discourse ay yung mga political elites kaya nga sabi ko sa iyo kanina the same persons na nag-attend sa hearing, sila yung mga uh, political elites or agents of political elites trying to push their agenda sa taong bayan. No? 
kumbaga top down approach ang nangyayari. Mm. Now, I was hoping, hoping against hope na si Senator Robin Hood uh, you know, presents himself as, you know, man of the masses na galing siya sa sa uh, he represents the, the the ordinary Filipino. I would have hoped na sisimulan niya yung diskurso sa taong bayan mismo, di ba? Yung sinasabi ko nga na sana yung the voices of the regions ang kanyang binigyan ng plataforma mm-hmm. para marinig ang kanilang saloobin tungkol sa konstitusyon natin. Pero... Tsaka yun sa ano, uh, dahil him, be, him being a Muslim, di ba? Balik Islam. So, dapat napaka front and center sa kanya ng ano, constitutional amendment to to calm all questions about the asymmetric relations between the Bangsamoro government now and the presidential unitary system that we have. That's a yeah. very good point, Christian. Buti, buti na Bakit Tagalog na lang, yung asymmetric. Medyo <laughs> ano na eh, napapagod na ako. <laughs> so, kaya nga, no? Tama ka. O yan, alam ko po yung topic, ha? hindi ako yung nagpapanggap lang. Nagagamitin ko kayo for your benefit. Oh. I would have been happier sana, Christian, kung if the first hearing was conducted in the barn, no? Yeah. Instead dun sa opisina sa, sa Senado, sa Imperial Manila, quote-unquote, sana yung unang hearing, eh, doon niya kinundak sa barn, and ang narinig natin na boses ay yung mga eksperto dun sa barn mismo, katulad nila yung uh, suki mo rin na si Attorney, Attorney Mike Mastura. Mastura. Mike Mastura. Yeah, one of the one of the leading, if not the best, legal minds in the BARM and also in the yeah. Philippines, no? Mm-hmm. Para yung mga bosses naman ng mga tao talaga sa ground ang marinig, no? Mm-hmm. Hindi yung mga narinig na natin paulit-ulit na lang, katulad ni Attorney Christian Monsod, nila uh, Yusek John Malaya, yung mga, yung, oh, yung mga pa nila. <laughs> Kasi sila-sila na lang. Buti nga, wala si Chief Justice David ito. Si Nananahimik yung magalit sa'yo. Mapapanood nila ito. <laughs> iba naman. Iba naman yung boses na na, okay. mag, na magsalita. No? And yung, yung I would boss, have been uh, happier na si Senator Robin Hood ay mag-conduct ng hearings outside of Metro Manila. no Sa Barm, sa sa, sa Baguio, to, to be in Cordillera, and sa sa Iloilo for Western Visayas yung mga regions naman ang marinig hindi yung mga eksperto lang dito sa Metro Manila ang naririnig natin tama naman yan i agree diyan oh yeah tas yung speaking of the Bangsamoro ano issue alam niya naman kasi isa yan sa mga issues na tinututukan natin ngayon eh, syempre no speed topic yan eh napapansin ko pag yan ang pinag-uusapan sa programa yung mga tao medyo ano eh yung nagiging polite eh <laughs> pero hindi masyado malalim yung pero kaya nga sinisi, sinisikap natin na mas paliwanag kasi na may epekto sa atin yan eh as a country eh yung sinasabi ko asymmetric relations nga kasi yan ang isa sa mga tanong before can a parliamentary government regional exist within the context of the Philippine uh, legal, legal system di ba yung meron tayong ano unitary tsaka presidential di ba pero bakit isang region dito parliamentary. Sabi nila, eh, ngayon, kasi that's a political uh, question that was also answered uh, by the political settlement, di ba? The agreement. 
Tapos nagkaroon na tayo ng BOL. Pero sabi nila, para talaga matapos na yung question, amyendahan yung constitution. And I think ito yung punto ni Attorney Benny Bacani, di ba? Tama ba? That's right. Correct ka dyan, no? So, mm-hmm. kaya nga sabi ko kanina, si Attorney Benny yung parang may prag- pinaka-pragmatic na explanation. Kasi sa kanya, sinasabi niya na ito yung mga nakalatag na na pwede nating gawin, no? Mm-hmm. Yung talagang meron ng pag-aaral na nagawa, na deep na pag-usapan na ng maraming tao na maraming beses na. So maybe ito na dapat yung ano natin, yung bigyan natin ng atensyon, no? Yung kung magkakaroon man tayo ng first step towards constitutional reform or amendment, ito na yung tungkol sa sa barm and also yung uh, yung sinabi niya yung Uh, regarding the Mandanas decision in reforming yung fiscal autonomy ng mga local governments. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's a good point, no? Kasi ito na yung mga napag-aralan na eh. Meron na, ka, meron na tayong ebidensya that these are the kinds of uh, amendments that uh, we must be doing. No? So, uh, and again, that's exactly what I, I'm trying to say na let's do constitutional the right way. Puntahan natin mismo yung mga provisions in the 87 Constitution na kailangan baguhin. Hindi mm-hmm. yung nag-uusap lang tayo ng mga abstract concepts, abstract theories, tapos sinasabi natin na kailangan natin gawin ito. ba? Diba? Sabi mo nga kanina, it has to be evidence-based or evidence-informed. Data-driven. Data-driven. And, if I may add, dapat talagang We, we point out specifically kung ano yung provision sa constitution na kailangan palitan. Mm-hmm. Nako, maraming salamat sa iyo, Attorney Mike, for for joining us tonight. Sa ko pang pahabain, eh. medyo na-fire up ako eh. Pero maraming salamat sa iyo. I don't want to take up more of your time for tonight. <laughs> maraming salamat din, Christian. Dagdag ko lang yan. Sorry, binabanggit yung Attorney Mike kasi ano yan eh. Isa yan sa mga... Dito, provisions in the isang provision sa constitution niya na dapat na fully implement natin, di ba? Meron dalawang rehiyon dito sa ating bansa na binigyan ng privilege or karapatan na maging ano, autonomous, di ba? Yun po yung Bangsamoro, autonomous region ng Muslim Mindanao, at saka yung po sa Cordillera, administrative region. Pero yung sa Cordillera po, hindi siya umabot, di ba, dun sa level of autonomy. Ano lang siya ngayon, Cordillera administrative region. Kaya nga, bitin na bitin yung mga nandyan eh. Kasi meron silang sariling konteksto ng kanilang pakikipaglaban. In short, advokasiya to become autonomous. At yan ang, di ba medyo malayo sila niya kasi hindi siya natututukan, di ba? Tama ba? That's one, that's one uh, aspect of it, no? Uh, pero yung sa uh, Cordillera kasi, uh, I hasten to lump them together with BARM, no? Kasi yung sa Cordillera, uh, hindi nila pinasa yung kanilang ano eh yung kanilang organic law di ba organic law uh, to, mm-hmm. twice twice na nila na reject sa plebiscite so merong peculiar uh, uh, conditions in the cordillera na uh, prevents them from going yung the way that barm went no so mm-hmm. pero baka naman maiba yung konteksto yeah Ayun. yeah yeah actually baka nga nag-iiba na kasi Nakita na nila yung nangyari sa BARM. Baka meron na sila mga realizations that, uh, you know, 
want them to organize themselves again as an autonomous region talaga. No? So, Tama. Tsaka importante yung success ng Bangsamoro kasi kung gusto natin mag-shift to a parliamentary system nationally, yeah, makikita uh, natin yung ano, yung we can learn from the lessons of the Bangsamoro. Yeah, kasi uh, maraming beauty po Oh, maraming beauty po yung parliamentary system din sa totoo lang. Yeah, exactly. If properly done. Yung diba, mas madali uh, sipain yung mga walang kwentang leader. <laughs> yung meron genuine party ano, alliances and uh, checks and balances, di ba? Yung favorite uh, term ng ating kaibigan si Dean July no, na it's a proof of concept, di ba? Uh, yung yung meron na tayong matuturo na ito kaya nating gawin kasi nagawa na sa barmi. Eh. Mm-hmm. Okay. But I was saying kanina, Christian, before I go, gusto ko lang, sa, gusto ko lang erase na uh, we, we should disabuse ourselves from calling the 1987 Constitution as the Cory Constitution. Ano? Mm. Because uh, that's really an insult to all Filipinos, if you ask me. Kasi uh, if you read the preamble, ang nakalagay do sa last doon, Ang uh, nakalagay sa una is we the Filipino people, di ba? Ang uh, nakalagay doon sa huli, do ordain and promulgate this constitution. No? So, ang constitution na ito, hindi ito Cory Constitution. No? This is the Filipino constitution. Yes. Uh, and if I may add, ratified in 1987, more than 70% of Filipinos at that time, di ba? Mm-hmm. So, it's really irresponsible and para sa akin, insulting to the Filipinos if you just simply brand this as a Cory Constitution. Ano? Naku, mukhang uh, kalala ko yung sinasagot mo dyan. In-invite yeah. ko siya for tonight kaso hindi pwede si, ano, si yeah. Undersecretary Jonathan Malaya. Pero ito, ah, to be honest with you, si, isa, I, I would consider si Undersecretary Jonathan Malaya as among the ano, legitimate uh, advocates yung hindi yung, di ba kaya piniliwanan ko meron mga opportunista, meron talaga lang mga legitimate act, advocates. Although kasi kanina sa hearing o kahapon, binanggit niya ko reconstitution niya eh. So, <laughs> yung sinasagot yeah, yeah. niya. Yeah, turn that, mic. Again, it goes to my point earlier na if we want to pursue constitutional reform, we have to do it the right way. So, mm-hmm. kailangan i-accept natin that this is our constitution, right? Yeah. And Ownership dapat kailangan natin pag-aralan, kailangan natin unawain, right? Kailangan natin talaga alamin, ano ba yung mali? Ano yung mali sa ating saligang batas? Para mabago natin, no? So, yung mga branding-branding na dilaw, pink, whatever, kung ano man, they're not helpful, eh. yeah. They're not helpful to the cause. Yun ang ibig sabihin. Kaya ako medyo na, na ano ko kasi you know, kailangan natin itong ayusin ng tama, eh, no? So, mm-hmm. let's try to be, uh, uh, to be, uh, you know, level-headed and common-sensical about this, no? Huwag, huwag okay. na natin haluan ito ng mga pabebe or pabibo. <laughs> Grabe naman, hindi ko na-expect yung pabebe. <laughs> okay, Attorney Michael Henry Yusinko, maraming maraming salamat uh, for joining us tonight. Happy weekend to you. Sige, sa'yo rin, Christian, at uh, sa mga nakikinig sa atin. Yan. Enjoy Melbourne. Ha? Enjoy, enjoy ka dyan sa Melbourne. Okay pa pronunciation ko? Melbourne. <laughs> pwede, pwede. <laughs> okay. Sige, Bye, Mike. salamat. Tama. Bye, Mike. Okay na ba yan? Adios. Okay, sige. Good night, good night, Attorney Mike.
Ayan. Sa tapos ng ating panayam. Wait lang. Okay. Dito, pag-usapan natin sa edition ngayon ng Truth Bombs. Pag-usapan natin itong, ano, itong revival ng discussions uh, to revise or amend the Constitution. Yan. Pasensya na kayong mga trolls, ha? Talagang medyo nabigyan ko kayo ng ano, uh, particular attention today or tonight. Ang point ko lang kasi dito, ito pong discussion na ito napaka-importante. Huwag po natin i-mess up, okay? Kasi yung magiging decision ng ating mga mambabatas, ultimately, makaka-apekto po yan sa buhay natin. Troll ka man o hindi, nakikinabang ka man o hindi, dun sa kasalukuyan nakaupo. Kaya for a, time, for a moment, sige, tanggalin nyo muna yung ano, yung, yung, iwanan nyo muna yung trabaho nyo na yan. Okay? Huwag muna kayong mga hassle. Pag-usapan muna natin itong ano, importanteng bagay, kung dapat bang amyandahan yung konstitusyon o hindi. Ako personally, if you ask me, high time para i-revisit yung konstitusyon at baguhin yung mga provision na dapat matagal ng binago. Okay? Isa po dyan, of course, dahil nasa konstitusyon na yon yung uh, anti-political dynasty provision, pero hindi po siya self-enacting. Ibig sabihin, kahit nasa konstitusyon, hindi siya enforceable in itself. So, kailangan niya ng batas na mag-i-enable doon sa provision ng konstitusyon na yon. Yung pong kapangyarihan na yon, binigay po sa Kongreso. Ang problema, hindi naman kumikilos yung Congress natin eh, regarding that. May mga na well-meaning congressmen at senators na nag-file, pero hindi po talaga umuusad yung anti-political dynasty law. Questions nila, provision, yung uh, tinatanong nila, uh, ano ba yung, ano, ano ba yung levels? Diba? Nung, ng affiliation, ng consanguinity, etc., etc. In short, ayaw nila. Kasi ito naman simple answer dyan, di ba? Ilang bang miyembro ng ating House at ang ating Senado ang miyembro ng, polit- ng, ano, ng political dynasties and clans, di ba? Sa Senado pa lang, bilangin nyo, di ba? Magkapatid na kayo ta, no? Uh, Mark Villar at nanay niya. Tapos, J.B. Hersey to, Tapos yung half-brother niya, si, si Jingo Estrada. Si Nancy Binay, senador siya ngayon, di ba? Kung nanalo yung tatay niya, si former Vice President Jeju Marbinay, imagine, imagine ninyo, awalo. Uh, Walong senador out of 24. Tapos, pag hinati-hati nyo, galing siya sa ano? Galing sila sa mga political clans or dynasties. Tingnan nyo naman sa House of Representatives, di ba? Ang dami-dami rin miyembro ng political dynasties dyan. Di nga sa huling bilang, ni Dean Julio Tehanki, nasa 70% ng House members ay galing sa political dynasties. So it goes without saying na it's very easy to to conclude. Bakit hirap na hirap umusad yung enabling law against political dynasties dito sa Kongreso? Eh kasi na-hijack na ng political dynasties eh. Happy kami dito. Bakit na I mean, papalitan yung sistema? Of course, there are certain exceptions to the rule. Meron pong mga ilang, kahit miyembro ng political dynasties, they're willing to to change the system. ba? Diba? At meron doon, lalo yung mga new generation, nakita nila, hindi dapat ganito yung takbo ng politika. At nakikita natin, meron silang concrete changes na ginagawa sa kanilang mga distrito. Pero even then, dinastiya pa rin. Kasi pagkatapos nila, kapatid naman, pinsan, tatay, nanay, balik. Diba? You don't have to take my word for, for, for it. Puntahan nyo yung website ngayon, congress.gov.ph. Tingnan nyo yung magkakaparehong ano ron, uh, apelido doon sa same province, for instance. Ayan. Meron dyan, mag-asawa. Diba? So, mag-asawang kongresista. I can remember, uh, nasa utak ko ngayon, at least two pairs, di ba? Si Speaker uh, Martin Rom- Ferdinand Martin Romualdez, tapos yung asawa niya, si Yeda Marie. Kongresista sila pareho, di ba? 
So yan. Kung talagang well-meaning ating mga kongresista na gusto nilang ano, uh, amyendahan ng konstitusyon, edi siguro naman they can show something to us as their constituents na well-meaning kami, we can trust. You can trust us. Pero more than that, sa akin ganito. Kasi ultimately, ang decision na yan, sila gagawa eh, kung talagang aamyendahan o i-revise yung konstitusyon eh. Pwede nilang pagulungin yan, di ba? Unless mayroon strong lobby coming from the public, coming from you against it. Pero bago tayo umabot doon, kung aabot man tayo sa ganun, ito yung pag-usapan natin. Kayo ba mismo, sagutin nyo yung tanong na to, gano'n nyo naiintindihan ang ating konstitusyon? Okay? Sapat ba yung mga napag-aralan natin sa eskwela para mas maunawa natin yung mga samot-saring issues dito sa ating konstitusyon? Di ba? Of course, nagre-relate tayo sa mga eksperto. I don't claim to be an ex- expert, but given my experience as, uh, as a journalist, as a, as a political journalist, meron akong fair understanding about the, the issues. Pero I don't claim to be an expert. Marami eksperto and I go to them and I reread the provisions, pag, lalo pag sa coverage, di ba? Ang point na gusto kong i-drive at dito, imbis na iwan natin yung ganyang responsibility sa ating mga uh, mambabata, senador o miyembro ng House of Representatives, dapat merong honest-to-goodness effort for us to establish a good discourse para mas maintindihan nating lahat kung ano po yung mga issues na dapat nating tutukan dito sa proposal na palitan ng ating konstitusyon o i-amyendahan. Tapos, let's start with basic political education dito. I mean, political education tipong naintindihan na ba nating lahat kung ano ba talaga yung trabaho ng mga iba't-ibang nasa pamahalaan? Kunwari, maliwanag ba sa iba yung pinagkaiba ng cabinet secretary doon sa miyembro ng kongreso? Diba? basic doon, yung isa appointed, yung isa elected. Pero magugulat kayo, marami sa atin, hindi, maliw- hindi maliwanag sa kanila yon. Ngayon, pag-uusapan natin, plebisito, kung aprobado sila doon sa pwedeng lumabas na proposal coming from our legislators. Napalitan yung ilang provision ng Constitution. Kung yung mga basic issues sa ating sistema ng politika, hindi nila naintindihan. Diba? So, eto kanina sinabi ko to sa interview. Totoo to, based on my encounters, anecdotally, marami ako na-encounter ng mga tao, hindi naiintindihan talaga yung pagkakaiba ng trabaho ng kongresista at saka ng mayor. Yung isa executive job, yung isa gumagawa ng batas. Kaya ako napansin nyo, especially during the campaign, ang mga tao, tingin nila sa lahat ng tumatakbo, parang mayor. Pwedeng lapitan pag nagkasakit, pwedeng lapitan pag nawala ka ng trabaho, pwedeng lapitan pag gusto mo ng pa-ospital, pampa-ospital o pampalibing. Kasi gano'n yung naging mentality natin eh. Naging malalim yung epekto ng patronage politics. Tingin natin sa mga politiko patron at tayong kliyente nila. Saan natin nakikita yung basic manifestation yan? Di ba dito hanggang ngayon sa atin sa, sa mga lugar natin? Pag meron kayang kailangan sa City Hall, di ba minsan top of mind na marami sa atin, baka may kakilala ka dyan. Kilala mo ba si, bar- si, si, si Kapitan? Parang lagi tayo naghahanap ng go-between. Naghahanap tayo lagi ng patron o ng padrino, sorry, padrino. Kasi ang mentality ng iba, hindi ganun ka ano, hindi ganun ka-efficient yung takbo ng local government natin o ng ating ano, maahensya ng pamahalaan. Kaya kailangan pa natin dumaan sa mga fixers at saka sa mga padrino. Well, in fact, pag tinignan yung ibang mga local governments ngayon, I can mention certain local governments are very efficient. Hindi mo kailangan ng patron o padrino. Pumunta ka doon, efficient yung reservisyo. Yun ay dahil tama yung piniling leader at saka ang official ng mga tao. di ba? Tapos, yung, yung, ito yung basic education din uh, regarding the, the, the political issues that we have now. 
bakit sa tingin nyo dapat may issue tayo dun sa mga politiko na talagang nilalagay yung pangalan nila sa mga programa at proyekto sa pamahalaan? Technically, hindi man nila salapi yan, di ba? Salapi natin yan eh. Nung mga nagbayad ng buwis, di ba? Pero bakit nakatatak yung pangalan nila dyan? Di ba trabaho nila yon Pero sa atin kasi, nabawasan yung idea ng minimum ano, responsibility or um, performance coming from our public officials. Pag gumawa ng tama, papalakpakan natin, sabihin natin, ang galing-galing mo. Pero hindi natin naisip, di ba dapat yun expected sa'yo, ginagawa mo lang yung trabaho mo. Dapat, you have to do more than that. Kasi ginusto mo yung position na yun eh. Wala, na, wala naman pumilit sa'yo eh. So bakit ganun yung tingin natin? Tapos natutuwa pa tayo pag yung mga waiting shed, yung mga basketball courts, yung mga relief goods, may mukha ng politiko, may pangalan. Hindi ba hinahijack yung ano, pagbibigay ng ayuda? For example, dapat wala yung pangalan nila doon kasi dapat nakatutok tayo doon sa ahensya na nagbibigay servisyo sa atin. Simple lang yan. Nagbabay ka ng buwis po, dapat bumalik sa iyon. One way or another. Good services, tama, maayos na kalye, hindi nasisira, nabubutas after a few months kasi kinurakot yung pera, nagkaroon ng cut si congressman, kasabot yung DPWH na local at saka yung contractor. di ba? So, kung, sa, kung, kung tayo mas naintindihan natin kung paano yung takbo ng pamahalaan natin, mas maintindihan natin yung role ng bawat uh, officials na binoboto natin at ina-appoint ng mga nahahalal, pumunta rin tayo rin sa, ano, sa aspect ng, na, na mas maunawaan natin kung paano ba tumatakbo ang lahat ng ito sa konteksto ng ating konstitusyon. Ito, finally, yung issue. Dito kasi nagagalit yung mga tao rito lagi. Eh. Para bang pag nag komentaryo ka, sumalungat ka sa isang posisyon ng gobyerno, tingin sa'yo, puro kabanat, uh, gusto mo lang siraan yung gobyerno, tinklawan ka, dilawan ka. I-research yung ibig sabihin ng system of checks and balance. Okay? Importante po ito sa sistema natin kasi hindi pwedeng lahat tayo nakatanghod, lahat tayo pumapalakpak. Sa bawat gawin ng ating mga leaders, mayor man yan o hindi, purihin yung maganda, punahin yung hindi tama. Okay? I can mention a lot of good things that President Bongbong Marcos has done so far. And what I would mention definitely, yung appointments niya to key positions. May mga appointees siya na medyo mababantot, mapapaisip ka bakit in-appoint. Pero in other positions that really matter, maganda yung mga appointees niya. Okay? Doon mo makikita na priority niya yung itong mga aspects ng governance na to dahil sa kanyang appointments, di ba? Tapos minsan yung mga fears na kinakatakutan ng marami sa atin, So far, hindi natin nakikita dito uh, kay President Bongbong Marcos. That's a good thing. Pero pag sumalungat ka, hindi ibig sabihin gusto mong pabagsakin yung gobyerno. Nandun po to, consistent po ito sa konteksto ng checks and balances na, 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 na dapat naintindihan natin lalo't kung gusto natin pag-usapan yung pag-amienda o pag-revisa ng konstitusyon. Kasama po yung media doon. Kasama po kayo. Hindi pwedeng nakatanghod na si congressman, nakatanghod na si senador, Tahimik yung Supreme Court, tayo, pati tayo tatanghod. Kung maga, one-track mind lang tayo. Kung saan tayo dali ng mga leaders natin, happy na tayo. ba? Diba? Hindi kasi tayo sanay ano, mag-demand na accountability. Parang nasanay yata siguro yung marami sa atin. Hindi, okay na. Mukha naman siyang mabait eh. Mukha naman okay si Mayor eh. Medyo, nakukolekta naman yung basura namin. Mga once every two weeks eh. Happy na ba kayo doon, diba? <laughs> so, yun po yung ano, yun, yun po yung sana maintindihan nyo rito. Lalo sa konteksto po nung ginagawa natin dito. Hindi po tayo bumabanat dito na dahil gusto lang natin banatan, di ba? Dahil naiinis ka sa isang politiko. Meron pa nga, meron po talaga mga politiko nakakainis. Pero may mga tao rin, may mga politiko rin naman kahit sa tingin nyo uh, walang magawa kundi mali. I know some of them. 
marami sa kanila well-meaning lang talaga. Nakakainis lang sila magsalita siguro. So yun po. Tapos finally, ito maray mo mabanag kay Senator Robin Hood Padilla, no? Uh, magandang tingnan nyo kung paano niya pa-perform yung trabaho niya. Uh, especially as head of the Committee on Constitutional Amendments and Revision of Laws. Kasi importante po yun eh. Kung paano niya i-handle, ano mga ipupursu niya na changes dyan. Dahil siya, pinakatam- siya, siya po yung pinakatagapamuno ng komite. May epekto po sa ating lahat dyan. Ayun. So, yun po. Sana may napuri kayo sa ating discussion ngayon. At uh, sana mas naintindihan nyo kung saan po ako nanggagaling. Diba? Hindi dahil naiinis lang ako sa mga trolls. Uh, nakakainis naman talaga yung mga yan. Diba? Pero sana nga, uh, mas mamulat din sila na nakakainis na, man kayo sa mga tao nagsasabi sa inyo ng mga bagay na hindi nyo gustong madinig. Sana you also have to open your minds to the possibility or the idea that there are many people who are well-meaning. Okay? Sumasalungat because they want things to improve. Not simply because they want not simply because they want to to go against people in government. Yung mga simpleng contrarians lang. Okay? Maraming salamat po and see you on Monday for Facts First. Facts First